Hey peeps, I am Halo and this is yeah, Welcome to Scene Screen where we talk about scenes from both the big and small screen. Today we are covering WandaVision episode 9, the season finale. This episode had so much writing on it and if you tuned in from yesterday's prediction show, you heard all our crazy theories. Some of them maybe came true some of them might have fell by the wayside uh all i know is uh feige you and i we have to have some big conversations this, this weekend over sunday brunch because man you threw me for a loop this episode but before we go into that i want to kick it over to kurtman for the news of the up and coming shows thanks Catman, and um upcoming news so we've got justice league coming out on the 18th of March, the four-hour Zack Snyder um, Snyder cut that's um, been talked about for a number of years. On March 19th, we've got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier starting on Disney Plus, and we've got Loki starting on June the 11th. So those are the upcoming shows um, that we are hoping to watch and review. The recap for last week's episode, in case you are a little bit foggy as to what happened. Now, I know, I know, my true Marvel fans out there, you guys probably watched, you know, from one all the way up to episode nine, all last night, getting yourselves ready for this. Uh, and so I'm just going to do a quick recap for you. Last week, we saw Wanda in the basement, hovering around, waiting to figure out what the heck is going on, whilst Agatha is continuing to question her, to get more information from her. And so they decide to do a true replay. And they go and they look at what Wanda has experienced in her life, her life in Sokovia, her life at the uh, Hydra, you know, treatment center. She saw her life in the, uh, the compound, her life uh, going to SWORD headquarters to actually see what happened to Vision. And then we see her finally come to Westview. As we go through these different things, we're finding out a little bit more of how she became who she is and why Wanda is hurting so bad and is so desperate to cling to this reality that she has created. And then as we come to the end of this journey of these flashbacks, we see Wanda standing in the studio, kind of just coming back to her senses, and she hears the claps of Agatha, and then Agatha snaps. And the next thing we see, we see Wanda running because she hears her kids screaming for her. And we see Agatha flying in the air like an evil Mary Poppins. Basically saying, look, you're powerful. You're wasting your powers. Wanda is just focused on getting her kids back and shutting this whole thing down. And at the very last thing that we hear from Agatha, she says, you are the Scarlet Witch. And so with that scene coming to black, we wait and we see some post credit scene where we have, we have Hayward actually putting online white vision. And with white vision coming into play, we then see that this is going to be a very cram-packed episode nine because his eyes open, he looks at his hands and it fades to black once again. Leaving us to wonder, 
What is going to go down? Who is this Fiatro? Who is this new white vision? What's going to happen to the vision that we've come to know and love? What is going to happen to these kids? Coming into episode nine, the thing that I love the most, they don't waste any time. They get right into the action. So, Kurtman, what is your thoughts on the first scene of WandaVision episode nine going right into the heat of everything? I thought that... They had to start quickly. They had to just because um, the uh, because it's the season finale. They had to um, they had they had to hit the the ground running. And um, we you see that uh, Wanda and and uh, Agatha are facing off, and uh, Agatha is almost able to absorb uh, Wanda's powers. Um, and I didn't really expect that. I didn't think that um, Agatha would be capable of that. But I guess, given what we've known about Agatha, it, this was her plan all along to try to um, uh, to get Wanda's powers by any means necessary. Nah, deep man. It was cool because, like. As you see this, like, really intense game of dodgeball happening, uh, you know, it's true. She's just absorbing her powers. And I'm thinking, how in the heck is she going to beat her if, if every time she throws this powerball at her, she's just sucking up the power? And so it was, uh, it was heavy. And then the next thing you know, we see her raise this car up, smash her into the house. And we have this kind of like Wizard of Oz kind of like callback yeah. where we just see her boots underneath the car. And yeah. then you see White Vision pull up. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> it's about to go down. Because uh, dude just touches her on the face just so gently. And then he starts to squeeze her head. I was like, you know what? This dude has not been schooled in romance because that's not how you treat a lady. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we finally see, after a full episode, Vision come to the party and actually start to take care of business. Because, uh, I mean, it took him forever to get back from where he was outside, I mean, on the edge skirts of the hex. So my goodness, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, he's been missing for two three well nearly two episodes so it was, it was good to, to to finally have him back and we kind of expected this face-off between the the two visions um and uh yeah I, th- this wasn't my favorite part of the show uh it was just a lot of um cgi and like fighting in the air you couldn't and you know flying through buildings and all that kind of stuff so I wasn't massively um, enjoying that part of it. Um, <laughs> it had to be Uh-oh. done. Like, had, you know, yeah, you had to have. All right, the, I need to. I need to cut you here, peeps. I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know how you know Bruce Banner. He's a nice, mellow guy, but when he gets <laughs> angry, he turns into the Hulk. What you are experiencing right now is that Kurtman is becoming. Contentious Kurtman. <laughs> <laughs> this is live on the stereo app. I am becoming more and more contentious. <laughs> live, raw, and uncut. I want you guys to strap in. We don't know what we're about to be in for, but we know that it's going to be a rough ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah, I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling it personally, but um, 
Yeah. What did you What did you think? No, I, I'm I'm actually just messing with you because to be honest, I did feel a similar way that you did about the fight scene between Vision and Vision. Uh, it was kind of like watching a, a super powered Sheldon go at his clone in a sense. <laughs> if that makes any no, sense. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. And if we're going to see that, we kind of want to see them where they're not powered, so you can actually see the slap fight between Sheldon and Sheldon. <laughs> Um, but yeah. uh, what I thought was interesting was uh, the fact that well, okay, let's let's go back to it. It's true. I mean, he did just kind of go around in circles, and that's kind of why I didn't really feel the character of Vision throughout the Marvel universe because he's very powerful. But all he kind of does is just shoot this beam from his forehead, and you don't see any other cool abilities from him besides the whole phasing in and out. I mean, that gets very old, very played out, very quickly. So. I don't know. I, I, I do feel what you're saying. I just had to poke at you a little bit because I was, I was thinking it. I wasn't sure if I was going to say it, and you went there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this, this contentious Kurt man is, is very uh, contagious, so be careful, peeps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in terms of like the, the real fight scene that we all can really go by was between Wanda and Agatha. I mean, that was actually the more interesting of the two. And I found it appealing because Agatha was kind of giving Wanda reality checks while she was fighting her to kind of distract her from being um, as powerful as she could be. You know, um, when she had uh, went to the center of town and uh, started to show her that she was holding these people captive, helping her to see that she was deluding herself by thinking that she was, you know, giving them peace, giving them protection. No, she was holding them captive. She was making them slaves. Uh, Wanda was just so kind of devastated by that. And she tried to silence them by almost killing them. So I was, I was, uh, I was really liking the angle that Agatha was fighting with because it was really smart, very clever. And, uh, and yeah, it was deep, man. But what, what, what did Wanda really expect? That they would, that they would be happy that, she took them out of their lives and was basically they were basically her robots for however long the hex was 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 up and 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 running like i didn't it was almost like it caught her by surprise that the people felt this way i'm like well you basically kidnapped them you basically <laughs> took over them <laughs> you mind control the whole town and you're a little bit surprised that they're angry at you um Nah, I, yeah, I, I just I, it just surprised me. That's all. Um, that that was her reaction. But like um, the, the 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 dynamic between Agatha and Wonder and and their fight scenes was good. I thought they um, they were pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've got I've got more to say um, on that whole thing. But yeah. You, Keep going, bro. <laughs> uh, and so here's the thing that I thought was interesting. The thing that I thought was interesting was when you when you really look at their reactions, the people who she's been holding captive all this time, when you really look at how they're kind of just coming to her, ganging up on her, you really get to look into the fact that Wanda was truly blinded by her grief 
And she just really didn't get that she was torturing people. And to be fair, when you look at episode eight and you see the life that they were living while she's driving in, it kind of was an improvement. <laughs> the place was cleaner. The grass was greener. People were actually seeming that they were happier. Because, I mean, they look straight up miserable as she's driving into town. So so I think I, I could kind of see where one is coming from. <laughs> now, what's it going to... We do not condone kidnapping or brainwashing no. or people against their wills. But when you look at WandaVision episode eight and you see what's been going on the, the whole season, I can kind of get where she's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a very, very drapped out. Like, it, it didn't seem very excited. Like, you know, there were some points where. You know the 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 stuff that one was doing in the fifties looked better than it did in like twenty twenty one or wherever, wherever it was. You know it was um uh yeah but yeah no I didn't I wasn't really yeah yeah I I I I think that Wanda should have been a bit more aware of what she was doing. But I, I understand what you're saying that her grief just kind of overpowered her she wasn't really thinking she was just thinking about herself rather than other people so uh, yeah I, I, I get what you're saying i get what you're saying now here's the thing that i didn't quite i was kind of i felt like they were kind of a bit lazy with this section when it came to you know miranda Ra- rambo like what sorry not miranda i keep saying monica. Miranda because we know monica. it's monica but deep down aside, you know when the attitude comes out, it's Miranda. <laughs> when, when we see Monica finally, you know, where she's been all this time, she's just chilling up in this room with Ralph. And I'm thinking, that's such a, a lazy kind of way to explain that section of the story. Because, okay, now, before I go into that, the thing that made me kind of creep out, like, I, was wor- I was worried about the section was Agatha... Agnes kept talking about Ralph and she talked about Ralph not as a as a friendly way not as a brother way but as like a a, a wife husband type thing you know what I'm saying and yeah, so no, I was that's... worried sorry <laughs> no so she kept saying that Ralph was her husband that was the that's what she kept saying throughout the show and you know and she's talking about certain things as well you know what I'm saying so I was yeah. worried that it might be another Wonder Woman situation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> poor, poor Ralph doesn't have any control or say what's going on. And, and Agatha, Agnes is alluding to the fact that, you know, they're intimate and the poor dude is trapped. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> they took a page from DC. They took the wrong page. You need to give that page back. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, bro, uh, um, they brought back the guy from the X-Men universe to give us a boner joke. That's exactly, that's all that. <laughs> they said that the guy's name was Ralph Boner, and the guy was like, Boner? <laughs> and I'm like, really? Really? That is one is elaborate joke for a boner, I tell you what. That is one elaborate joke for that. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, but no, it's true. Like, so the other question is, what was up with the necklace? Because once he took that necklace off, his eyes opened. So is the spirit of her so-called husband in the necklace, and that was what—that's what was possessing him? 
so that's what I'm kind of wondering about. Uh, and if you guys who are listening have any thoughts, please go ahead and just you know leave it in the comments, leave it in the recording, let us know what you're thinking in terms of the section. What was up with the necklace? Why was it when she pulled the necklace off that he actually come back to his senses? Uh, and and who do we think is possessing the necklace if it's through a you know possession type thing? Uh, but yeah, no, that was uh, a bit weak. Yeah. I think it was just a way of controlling, um, another way for Agatha to control. So, you know, like she has her, her um, kind of uh, uh, necklace that she took from her mum. I think that was just a, a witch thing of uh, if, she, if he has that around his neck, then she's a, like he can't break whatever spell that she's, she's got on him. That would be my theory. But then when we see him trying to stop Monica from leaving, he just literally flicked her and she fell over. She's super powered. So he must have, there must be something more to the necklace than just, you know, mind control. Yeah. Um, I, I possibly think that this isn't the end of um, the guy he's playing Quicksilver. Um, I think that there's probably. Uh, a reason why uh, they brought him specifically into the One Division show. So I think maybe there's there's more to it um, that might link him back to the X Men universe uh, eventually. Um, bro, I think we've got a question. Do you, should we take yeah, a listen let's check to that it? Out. I was looking at that. All right, so I'm gonna push play right now and check this person out. Uh, I think the necklace is like it's like so she can control him, but she doesn't have to think about it. So she's not. Like, she's not focusing on trying to control this so-called Ralph um, while she's off, you know, fighting Wanda and shit. Oh, very good comment. Very good comment. What are your thoughts on that, Kurt, man? So, um, thank you, uh, Grateful Oliver, for the for the, for the the comment. I think, like, we're both in agreement on that. I think uh, me and you are uh, of the same opinion that it was just, just the way of uh, controlling... Um, Ralph, but I, I, you know, Halo makes a good point because um, he did seem to have Quicksilver's ability. So that, yeah, that does leave that up in the air. But um, thank you for the, thank you for the point. Well made. I got, dude, I got somebody on my side. I feel good. I feel good. See, I don't know what you're paying, Grace. Grace, come to the light. Don't go with Kurtman. <laughs> He's contentious today. <laughs> but no, we appreciate you making that comment. Thank you so much. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to lean to the fact that there's something else a little bit deeper. Yes, mind control is part of it, the same way how she made him her eyes and her ears. But I think that there must be something else super-powered or enhanced about that necklace. Because seriously, Flickter, Monica fell right over he had super speed. No one else inside the you know Westview that was being kind of manipulated by uh, Agatha had any more enhanced abilities that we noticed on screen. So that's why I'm kind of wondering. There must be something else going on behind the scene there. Uh, and so, th- but thank you for that comment. If you have, if anyone else has any other good comments they want to share with us, please come on, bring it. We'd love to hear it. Definitely, definitely. So. Um... So, yeah, where do we go to next, bro? Well, the the thing I want to say as well, I'm curious. So, all right, 
I'm sorry, this is bugging me. This is this is rubbing me the wrong way. There are certain questions that just wasn't answered in this episode. You know, I was kind of hoping to find out who the FBI witness was. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing that brought Wu into the picture in the first place. And we haven't, you know, been shown the FBI witness at all. Um, And I didn't find out what was up with the bunny. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry I'm going out about this bunny. But the bunny ate a dog on cicada. It was purring. I mean, I was hoping to get some answers. Uh, But, yeah, so uh, I think the next step that we'd have to look at is basically we see Vision talking to White Vision inside the library and that was you know that was a very interesting way for him to kind of to backpedal because basically white vision says i'm here to destroy vision and vision's like well i ain't vision i don't even know what you're talking about man (laughs) he's like i ain't even the real thing and basically he was alluding to the fact he's like if you're here to destroy vision technically you're vision you know you're the real parts (laughs) So I thought that was pretty slick. He pulled that little trick. <laughs> um, you know, you said earlier this is like uh, to Sheldon Cooper's from The Big Bang going at it. Not only did we have that, we had like a little bit of philosophy in there as well. I'm like, I'm here for superheroes. I don't want to hear no philosophy. I don't want to hear no musings about artifacts in museums and who's this and who's what. Like, I... Yeah, again, it wasn't for me. Like, I'm sure there were people that liked it, um, but for me, it, it it didn't work. I didn't I didn't like the uh, the whole interaction between the the two visions. But but having said that, I just think it was a uh, part of Vision's uh, plan to make sure that he uh, could replicate himself on the outside. Um, I think that was his end game there. Uh, nicely said on both levels. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that it was a, a a very clever way to help him to kind of look past his programming because you know the fact that he was just basically a robot doing whatever he was told to do. Vision knew that he was more than that as well, and so I think you know on top of what you're saying, he used a very clever way to just kind of wake up white vision like he's kind of been doing throughout the whole season he's been you know picking certain people to kind of come to consciousness to get more information to build um more of a solution and that's what he did here with with white vision um the other thing i was i was actually kind of digging the philosophy approach with it because you know that's always the kind of thing of well how much is is the actual thing and what does it take to, in terms of replacing it, be able to be able to still have the original thing. And so when I talked about the boat, I was like, oh, that's kind of deep, you know. With you taking and swapping off parts, how much of the parts need to remain for it to actually still be the original boat? And I, I really like that concept because that's practically what happened with Vision. You know, we have Vision's consciousness on the outside, but yet we have the body of Vision <coughs> on the other side. And... We're trying to figure out a way to merge them into one. And with Vision being able to help White Vision to get past his programming and allowing, uh, and, and White Vision allowing him to be able to touch his mind, to be able to come back into consciousness, that is a, another way of kind of answering the question of what will happen to Vision in the future. 
Um, the thing I was a bit surprised about was when Vision came into consciousness, he kind of just took off. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not um, the time to go and find yourself, dude. You need to do, you need to step up and take care of business, not just fly off. <laughs> uh, dude, I think we've got another comment. Do you want to play that for us? Yeah, let's hear it. I just think that the like it made sense because they were both very equally powered physically, so the only way for the fight to end was like logically and with the mind. If that makes sense. See, you know what, Grace? I think you're angling to be another co-host on the show because you're making some good points. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I, I think, um, yeah, the the kind of. Um, the muscle wasn't working, so they had to use the muscle that was the brain. So, yeah, no, definitely that was the the only way the fight was going to end um, peacefully, I think. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And so the, the question, well, all right, I'm happy that we kind of saw a conclusion there, um, but I'm still a bit, uh, if you heard my, you know, my prediction from the prediction shows yesterday, um, I had basically said that in the future, I predicted that they were going to take White Vision to Wakanda and give him the information that was uploaded to the Wakanda system because we hadn't seen anything done with that from Infinity War when they were basically uploading his consciousness to the system. So uh, maybe that's where he's going next. I doubt it because it seemed like he had a lot of the information from when Vision touched his mind. Uh, and his eyes, you know, became normal. Uh, but yeah, so I was a little bit like, ah, oh, waste of opportunity. I have to talk to, you know, I have to talk to Feige this weekend and be like, Feige, you know, what were you thinking? You you wasted an opportunity. You definitely buying brunch this time. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> well, although he didn't, although he didn't kind of go to Wakanda, I think he did. The kind of he was. The upload of Vision was essentially still there, just not in the form that he wanted it, uh, because the the Vision and the Hex is able to show him everything that happened to the real Vision. So there was that kind of like transfer of information and, and upload of, of who Vision actually was. So I think it did kind of happen, uh, but just perhaps not the way that um, he wanted it. Um, I think we've got another another comment here, bro. We can listen to that and... and uh, yeah, let's let's see what they have to say. Orizor, great episode. Mm. Yeah, that that... he is in agreement with us that <laughs> he really enjoyed the episode. Yeah, uh, it, it it was a good episode, and, and thank you for the comment. We are in agreement with with that. Um, thank you for the for the comment there, Julian. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like this is a way for Vision to return to the MCU and, you know, if they ever get the Avengers back together, I think this this will be the, the Vision that will will return. All right, so, all right. We're looking at the fight scene between Agatha and Wanda. And was it just me or was anyone else kind of sitting on the edge of the seat saying, oh, snap, when Wanda came behind Agatha and did the whisper. 
I love, I don't know why, but I love the whisper so much. I was like, oh, yes, get her, girl. Get her, get her, get her. <laughs> and we see her kind of just go inside her mind. And then, you know, she's back at the at the stake, at the twig, uh, basically about to be put back up there. And we see these shriveled up witches. And, you know, I'm thinking, witch, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, Agatha, once again, is playing the, the, the victim card, making it seem like she is vulnerable, like she is, you know, not in control. And then she just flips the script and have the witches put Wanda on the stake. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I just love that whole scene there. What did you think of that, Kurtman? Yeah, no, I thought that was a, it was a good scene. I think she's, um, you know, first of all, like the whisper thing that you mentioned there, that was a throwback to Age of Ultron um, because Tony Stark was, um, it was very early on in Age of Ultron where um, he's trying to investigate what's happening and Wanda comes suddenly, suddenly next to him and she whispers something and that's where he sees like um, the vision of, all the Avengers being dead. I don't know if you remember that, um, but oh yeah, hundred percent. So the way that she, the way that she kind of came out of nowhere and then was beside his, uh, beside his ears, same kind of thing that she did here with Agatha. So that that was kind of a throwback to, to Age of Ultron. But um, yeah, I think uh, the Agatha is such. She's uh, she knows how to play the victim really well like she convinces you that she's in pain that she's in trouble um but she was just uh she was just playing possum um in that scene uh and it looked like you know Wanda was in a lot of trouble so um it I, I thought it was a good scene um we saw the thing of like the crown being a a thing again like that as soon as that crown started to appear on Wanda like that's what Agatha wanted um um and she just kind of reiterated that that's she wanted this power so um no I thought I thought it was a a, a decent scene and with that being said we are going to look at the kids all right so here's what I thought was deep now if you guys heard this uh the last podcast I did shoot down one of the biggest lines in the MCU that everyone went on about for the entire week about how, you know, grief is just love persevering. I did go for it. I attacked it. But the line that I loved this week was, kids, we didn't get a chance to prepare you for this, but this is what you were born for. I was like, oh, snap. I love that line. I love that line. You know, because I, I know one day I'm going to use that with my son someday. I'm like, son, I might not have been able to prepare you for this, but this is what you were born for. So I'm just, you know, that's in the bank already. You know, and to see the kids kind of go and do their thing, super speed, mind control. Uh, and then we have, once again, Hayward being Hayward, popping out of nowhere, shooting the guns, and Monica stepping in to protect the kids. I was like, you know what? Monica, thank you. Thank you, girl. <laughs> thank you. And we see we see uh Warlock just stop the bullet as well. He's like, I got I'm come cool too. I'm with I'm I'm down. I'm with it. So I just love that whole scene. I love how it took place. And I think we actually got some people who want to comment on that. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that right quick. I thought it was awesome 
you have to watch the end credit scenes. There's about two of them where the scroll is going to take, I guess, my. Uh, 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 sorry, 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 bro. I had to stop you. I had to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good though but yeah we're, we're gonna talk about that a little bit later on the podcast uh but yeah no it's, it's it's deep absolutely deep and hopefully i can come back to that if i can't come back to that please make sure before we close out this podcast you say the rest of what you were going to say because i want to i want to definitely hear your input on those two specific scenes at the end okay so please if we don't get to it if we can't pull it back up make sure before we close out that you say your thing again so we can put it back on the podcast thank you so much for your input uh, i think we've got another one from grace who was want to see what she has to say yeah, let's do it. I thought it was really cute the interaction between um, Monica and Wiccan when <laughs> he was she was like, Oh, nice pals and he goes, I like yours too. I just thought it was so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool. Um I, I think it was a really nice one of the, the the nicer parts of the episode that they were kind of like Hey, I've got powers. Hey, you've got powers. We all got powers. It was, you know, it was, it was nice that they were kind of like uh, admired each other um, on the same team, kind of thing. So yeah, that was cool. And I think we have one more left as well. Let me just have a peek at this one. I love, I love how they turned it out. You know, not being Mephisto. I knew Ralph was Evan Peters' character. I knew that that had to be him. But what I loved was, you know, I think White Vision is going to come back to Wanda as the regular Vision because, you know, he gave her, he gave him all the memories. But her in the end credit scene, in her astral form, reading the. Wait, 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 wait! Daniel, I love your enthusiasm, man. I think what happened was basically I cut him and he was already in the process of recording the other one. So that's what happened. So, Daniel, once again, don't you go anywhere, buddy. We're going to hear your stuff at the end, towards the end of the podcast in that section. Oh, but no, it's true. It's true. I'm, I'm glad you figured out that that was Ralph because I had no clue that that was Ralph the entire time. That, maybe it was just me, but I had no clue that that was Ralph the entire time. No, me neither. I, I didn't. Um, and yeah, you know, he's right. There, a lot of the uh, the big kind of podcast guys, uh, the, you know, the famous ones, they were saying that it was going to be Mephisto from day one, um, and it just didn't turn out. I was never a big fan of them introducing the dev- the devil into a Disney Plus show. I just didn't really didn't like. HBO, yes. Disney Plus, no. I just couldn't see that happening personally. But um, yeah, everybody's different, I guess. Um, yeah, dude, we've got some more comments. They're all they're, they're flying through now, man. They are piling in. And already, how she learned how to utilize astral projection to read the dark hold exactly like. Oh, 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 Daniel, 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 Daniel. <laughs> Once again, that was probably a continuation of the recording he did. So uh, it's kind of hard to see who's saying what. Let me see this next one here. No, I didn't know it was Ralph either. When like it was like when it was revealed, that he's just, like he was Ralph. I was like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, see, so we weren't alone. Uh, Daniel, you are just super quick. Uh, you must have a board at home just like Wu did trying to figure out who is who and what is what because my goodness, uh, that was a sharp observation. And like Kurtman said, um, as you kind of listen to the other platforms, you hear people saying Mephisto, Mephisto, Nightmare, uh, and uh, Grim Reaper. But never once did I really hear people kind of say, oh, well, Evan Peters is Ralph. So, no, that's that's sharp, dude. Very sharp. Let me see. I think we're going to take one more. And then what we're going to do is we may take the rest of the comments towards the end of the podcast. So we can kind of have everyone have, give it a go for what they want to say and respond to that. So this is the last one. And then we're going to do the rest of them towards the end of the podcast. My apologies. My apologies. Sorry. Sorry. Um... <laughs> I, I thought the episode was great. I liked the turns and the twists that they made, you know, but is it just me or did one of the runes symbolize the House of M logo? Oh, dude, that's deep. That's, question, deep. Yeah. that's a deep question. Um, Before we answer that, we might as well just talk about that fight scene and go right into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, go for it, bro. Dude, so so here's what I thought was awesome. We see, after that scene with the kids, we see Wanda basically telling her kids, back down. We tell, see her saying, vision back down. I got this. And she's over there. She's, you know, firing, you know, Powerball after Powerball. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Is she choosing to kind of just, you know, give in to the the uh the promise from agatha where agatha said if you give me your powers i will let you have this you know you know westview to yourself to your family you can keep all this i'll correct the spell and you can live your lives together just give me your power and so i'm thinking is she actually doing that or is she being stubborn and continuing to fire these you know powerballs at her to try to just you know take care of business i didn't know what was going on uh but then as we kind of see as the scene's going on I was like, oh, oh, snap. I think this is a callback from the great Muhammad Ali. Kermit, do <laughs> you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> so, so it was more like a rope-a-dope. Like he was a rope-a-dope. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, maybe, maybe Wanda picked up a couple of uh, tricks out of... Uh, Agatha's playbook and learning to kind of look as if you're defeated and then uh, but really you've got another plan in mind and an ulterior motive so uh, yeah that's that's uh, that's what she was doing and if you know in our in our predictions show yesterday I mentioned about Smallville and I was saying how um, for 10 seasons I love Smallville um, one of my favourite shows when I was uh, when I was a teenager, and uh, I never got to see Tom Welling suit up. That was like one of my biggest disappointments. Like I committed ten, you know, ten seasons. I watched them all. Um, loved loved the show, but I didn't get to see him suit up. But and I said yesterday on on the prediction show, I really wanted to see Scarlet Witch in her full costume, and I got that. I got that. I, and and so I was really happy to see her. In her full, um, in her full costume, um, I thought she looked awesome. Um, yeah, they couldn't have picked a better actress uh, for for the role. She she really 
she looked awesome, I thought. Oh, dude, she she looked absolutely amazing in her her new uniform. I I had an idea what she was going to look like, but seeing her actually wear the uniform and the way that she kind of just was, you know, after especially after that scene where she's pretending to be weak and you see Agatha trying to, you know, use her power and one is like, "Hello, runes." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Way to flip that script." And then you see her in this amazing out, you know, uniform. I was like, "Dang, why that looks good." She she is the Scarlet Witch, so I was I was really impressed with that too. I'm happy that we got a proper scene with her in uniform because I kind of thought it might be one of those things where it's like a a very short, quick thing where it's like maybe you know like an end scene where she's just wearing it and then it's gone. So I was like, "Ugh," but we got to properly see it, and it it was a really good design. And like you said, I can't really imagine anyone else playing the Scarlet Witch the way that she does. And the way that she portrays her. So, no, good point. Good point. But, yeah, the rune, I didn't catch, uh, according to what Daniel was saying, I didn't catch that it looked like the symbol for House of M. Uh, because uh, I'm not big on the comic books, unfortunately. I haven't had a chance to really look through the comic books. Uh, so, some of these details are lost on me. But Daniel is on point, you know, calling out Ralph, looking for the House of M logo. So, if anyone else thinks that it's, you know, similar... Basically, leave it down for us, you know, below. Let us know what you're thinking. But, yeah, and also, if you have any thoughts as well about how did Wanda look inside her new uniform, hit us up with that, too. Uh, but, yeah, no, that was deep, man. Yeah, so, um, we, uh, Wanda kind of realizes that what she has to do now, um, she's defeated Agatha and she knows she, she knows she has to take down the hex, and ultimately that's going to mean losing her, the family that she created there. So, uh, yeah, you know it's kind of bittersweet. You know, it's very emotional to see. To you know, the, the whole show has been geared towards Wanda facing her truth, and hold so up, ultimately here in this hold episode, up. she she did. Um, hold up! Hold up! Hold up, because you're oh. going gonna to overstep a little thing from my prediction yesterday. And, and I want to make sure that all of the MCU hears my little victory dance. Even though it wasn't fully fulfilled, I'm still going to do my little jig over here. Yesterday, I said that, you know, I said my, my prediction was Agatha wasn't as fully bad as we expect her to be. I was wrong about that. I'll give in to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did say that I do foresee that Agatha and Wanda are going to be working together for her to be able to understand a bit more about her powers. Now, once again, was I accurate with that? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Wanda decided to keep Agatha around for a reason. And and Agatha was basically saying, look, you're going to need me in the future. You're going to need some direction. You're going to need some information in life. And I got it. You know, and as she's doing a fight scene, she says, look, you have power, but you don't have knowledge. And that's kind of alluding to what I was thinking was going to happen in the first place. These two are going to come together. And at some point, there's going to be like a mentorship type thing, like off of Spawn from back in the day with Michael Jai White. Now, 
will it be as friendly? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a writer. Uh, I talk to Feige sometimes. Not really. Uh, but, hey, I'll, I'll whisper in this and be like, hey, Feige, let's get another scene with those two in it. You know what I'm saying? We got, you, we got Doctor Strange coming up. Uh, but it was cool to see how she kept her around. And it was interesting, you know, when she says, hey, I'll see you later. And then Agatha says, not unless I see you first. I was like, oh, so much stuff happening underneath the, you know, underneath the surface there. She's thinking, I'm going to find a way to get free. I'm going to find a way to get you. <laughs> this ain't over. <laughs> That's kind of what I was picking up from that conversation there. So the question is, two questions. Will, will her saving Agatha and keeping Agatha in Westview be something that will come back and bite her on the butt later? Or will it be something that will be good use to her later? That's for you guys to discuss and leave in the comments. What do you think? Will it come back and bite her in the butt later? Because once again, this necklace is unaccounted for. The bunny is unaccounted for. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's some doors open there. Uh, and so the other question is, or will it be one of those things, like I kind of predicted, where she will be a great asset to Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, and be uh, able to kind of be flipped and just be more of an opportunist where if it suits her, she'll be good, and if it suits her, she'll be bad. Those are the two questions I'm putting out for you right there. And with that said, I'm going to let Kurtman go down his original path of the uh, the heart-wrenching bit. <laughs> you know, it kind of got me in that section, so I'll let him, let him talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, so, you, yeah, one has to face her truth, and she has to... Um, she has to take down the hex, um, and you know it was it was sad that they were kind of putting the boys to bed. Um, they didn't really know what was going to happen. I don't think they didn't really because they weren't sad, so they didn't really um, understand what was happening. Um, and then he had like you know another touching moment between um, Wonder and Vision where. Um, they, he says something like we've we've said a lot we've said goodbye before and she says a really nice line so she says she says uh um so we'll say hello again i thought that was a nice um a yeah, nice line there's also that you know um he he asked wonder what am i and um she says you are my hope and something else but but most of all my love so i feel like the person who wrote the line what is grief but love persevering also wrote those lines there because um, they were very uh, uh, similar in terms of um, the, the the thought process and the the, the theme there. So um, no, you know, it was sad, but I feel like it it had to be done because they couldn't e exist outside of the hex. Yeah, no, that's that's true, man. That's deep. And that's what we were saying, you know, leading up to this point that, you know, Vision and the kids, when the Hex went, we knew they would go too. Uh, and so it was just, even though we knew that was the possibility, we knew that uh, that was probably what was going to happen, it's still, it was still painful to see them go. It was weird how you get so connected to these characters only, mm -hmm. you know, after eight, you know, it's only been nine episodes and we're so connected, we're so invested and to see them go, it was just so painful. And I really felt for her having to say goodbye, even though we, we knew that White Vision came to a bit more consciousness about being Vision. It was still sad to see her think that she's going to lose Vision again and go through this process again. But the thing I thought that was really good was 
she wasn't broken by him. You know, like you were saying, she said the vision, you are my sadness, you are my grief, you're my my hope, you are my love. Uh she put everything in the vision and she was finally ready to let everything go and to just accept where she was and to move on with her life. So I thought that was really um really good and I think a lot of people during this time need to see that, you know. Um, we've been separated from the ones that we care about for such a long time. We're not able to go and hug people the way that we wanted to um, without the fear of COVID. And to see someone to be able to overcome such difficulty time and time again, we're reminded how she lost her parents, we're reminded on how she lost her brother, we're reminded on how she lost someone she loved, and now we're reminded that she's kind of isolated and alone because she's not with the Avengers right now. But yet she's still able to rise above everything at the end and be strong that is something that is inspirational, and I'm really happy that Disney went that direction with it, um, because I think that the that we as a people we need something like that right now for encouragement. So yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I think um, you know, given the world and the circumstances that we find ourselves in currently, um, there are people who are dealing with grief, and maybe they don't want to face up to it, and you know, maybe they have lost loved ones because of the pandemic and et cetera, and, you know, being separated from loved ones. So um, I think it kind of speaks to, to us on a real level um, also. So um, that Wanda was able to face the reality and, you know, sometimes reality is hard and it's not something that you, uh, you want to face. You often want to run away from it and hide and, and yeah, escape from it. But, um, yeah, you, you can you can do that, and you can come out the other side. So, um, yeah, closing closing scenes of the episode, um, we see Monica and Wanda have another interaction. Um, oh, and that was such an interesting talk about the walk of shame. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just giving her daggers, like. Yeah, I kidnap her. Yeah, uh, you know, Monica says, you know, they'll, they'll never know what you sacrificed. Um, and she said, oh, they, they wouldn't understand anyway. <laughs> I still feel like the, the public are getting a, a hard run there. Well, the, the residents of Westview are getting a hard run there, but... Um, I, yeah, I don't feel necessarily feel that they should be grateful towards them, but it just <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I completely agree with what you're saying. The the question that I have now, this might be, you know, neither here or there, but she created the hex. Why didn't she just keep the hex around her property line? You know what I'm saying? So that way the kids could hang out, her husband could still be there, and she could just come and go, you know, as she wanted. I know it's house arrest, but she, she, she put, you know, the whole town in house arrest anyways. So, you know, what's, what's the difference to imaginary made-up people? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, but on a, on a serious note, uh, it, was, it was something to to really be inspired by because there's going to be times in life where we make mistakes and, and she made some mistakes. I mean, taking a whole town hostage is a really big mistake, uh, <laughs> but she decided to walk and own it and to show her face, even though she knew that people would look at her funny. And I thought that was cool as well. That's another good message. You know, when you make a huge mistake, uh, as long as you realize that you messed up and you want to own your mistake, keep your head up high. You learn from the mistake 
and just go on about your business. You know what I'm saying? People may not forgive you. People may not get what you did. But as long as you've learned from your mistake and you're willing to try to, you know, grow from it, that's all you really have. So that was another good lesson that I kind of picked up from uh, the end of WandaVision there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that was that was that was it. We see uh, uh, Wanda in her Scarlet Witch um, outfit. Uh, leaving Westview, and that that kind of closes the the show. Um, so, but this is a Marvel show. Anybody that's uh, that knows and understands Marvel over the last however many years they've been making films, we know that's not the end of the story. So, we we had not one but two post credit scenes uh, to in for the season finale. And um, yeah, bro, what did you think of them? Oh, it was it was deep. I was not expecting the second one. I was hoping for a second one, but I was not expecting the second one. You know, the the first post credit scene, we see uh, Monica, you know, watching Wu take care of business, kind of giving out orders, direction in terms of wrapping up the scene. We see Hayward uh, in custody, and then we see someone come up and ask for Monica to go to the uh, the theater room. Uh, they said someone's ready for you in the theater room. We see Monica go in there. We see the person that's asked her to go in there change from her form into a scroll. And they said, hey, you know, he wants to see you. And she says, where? And she points up there. And so I was like, okay, that's it. We're seeing a nice little setup here for the scrolls. We see Monica going up there. Hopefully he's going to see, you know, uh, uh, Captain Fury. Nick Fury up there, uh, and, and hopefully going to get more of a picture in the next biggest problem that we're going to see in the MCU. Uh, and then as that goes by, we sit there, we wait, we wait, we wait a long time. And the very last end credit scene, now once again, if you didn't see this because you just watched the first one, you were one and done, go ahead and, you know, pause this, uh, go check that out and come back. This is a spoiler in case you hadn't seen it. We see Wanda sitting on her step of this cabin, drinking her tea, or reading a book. She's doing something mundane. (laughs) Drinking her tea. And she goes inside, and we go past where she is, and we go into another room, and we hear this sound. And as the camera turns to the right, we see the Scarlet Witch reading a book and twirling her hands. And then we see it go to black. Now, that was deep. We don't know what that whole setup is. What I can assume is happening is that she's getting the knowledge that she needs to be the full Scarlet Witch. Now, at this time, we did say to Daniel Stark that he can go ahead and unleash his comments. So, Daniel, go ahead and start leaving some comments down below to what you wanted to say before. And everyone else who's listening, go ahead and leave your comments. Um, while we're doing that, we'll wait for that. Curtis, go ahead and give me your your thoughts and your feedback on the two end credit scenes. So, the, the first one, um, it was just basically setting up, you know, uh, Monica's appearance in Captain Marvel 2, um, which you know, was fine. I thought the way that the scroll pointed up was a bit dramatic. I was like, okay, well, you could have just said like up there or, you know, she pointed <laughs> and I looked and it was just over dramatic. I was like, all right, okay. I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling that, but 
the um the the second scene was more interesting because it was showing that um just again just how powerful Wanda is is that she could be in one place and uh Daniel mentioned it um in one of his comments astral projection um so she could be physically in one place but um her mind is somewhere else um and you know there's a whole comic um there's loads of like comic book stories that that happened in the astral world and uh x-men are a big part of that 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 um using that that power so um she she hears uh a billy or tommy or one of them so i think this is just again the first credit first first post credit was set in monica up for captain marvel 2 um this scene was set in uh wander up for doctor strange 2 and the multiverse of madness i think it's called so um it, it was just basically showing us that tommy and billy are out there somewhere in another universe and she's probably going to have to work with Doctor Strange to, to, to get her kids back so um, I thought they were cool um, um, yeah they're, they're just basically two setups for the for the movies that are coming out um, next year maybe next year I think hey well you know I don't want to gloss over the fact that you knew what was going on with that scene I mean this is why we have Kurtman do the news because he's just in the know of the facts and he gets what's going on on that other level that we would just, you know, us regular people would just look at us and say, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so Kurtman, he would shout out to you, man, for actually getting that scene properly. Uh, and also Daniel Stark points to you as well. I mean, man's been on point throughout the, the, the podcast. So I'm really curious to see what these people have to say here. Um, as we're taking in these comments, I also want you guys to... Uh, to share what did you actually hope to have wrapped up that wasn't wrapped up in this episode and it leaves the season a little bit unhinged for you so what did you hope to have clarified in this last episode that wasn't clarified and you feel like there's some unanswered questions all right so we're taking the first one sorry that was pre-recorded i didn't know until after no worries daniel here's another one i was very well pleased with the uh Season finale for WandaVision. Um, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected, um, but I was very well pleased with it. Oh, thanks, Sean. We appreciate that, man. Thanks for leaving the comment. Look, before I watched the end credit scene, I had to pause it and finish crying because I was <laughs> a wreck. But I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't get any. You know, like Falcon the Winter Soldier, like tease in the end credits because you know normally the end credits are kind of setting up the next thing, but we didn't get any Falcon Winter Soldier stuff, and I was a little, little bit, we were like, mm, "What y'all doing?" <laughs> <laughs> like that sass, Grace. Like that sass. <laughs> Uh, and Shem, once again, thanks for taking time to to give us a listen and also to leave a comment as well. So Shem, if you're still listening, I want to say thank you to you for leaving that comment. Uh, and Daniel, if you're still on the line, uh, please go ahead and leave your, your original thoughts because they sounded really juicy and we'd love to have them on the show. Uh, but yeah, no, what do you think, Kurt, uh, Kurtman? Did you want to hear uh, some lead-ins for, for Falcon and Winter Soldier? Um, I hear what Grace is saying. I, you know, I kind of... Um, I know what she's getting at, but I, like I just said, I think it was just more 
um, setting up Monica and Wonderful, the films that were coming up, um, instead of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, although that, that would have been cool because it would have just reminded people that that is coming up. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I get where Grace is coming from, but I think they were just looking to the movies and not the not the um, TV shows on this one. Um, yeah, no, so, bro, no. overall, um, you know, we had Shem listeners there. And thank you for the for the comment there. Um, he said he liked the the, the the finale. It wasn't exactly what he expected, but he liked it still. What were your overall thoughts um, of the how this season finale went down? You know, I would say the season finale was really really good i would say it's really good because the the show was in a sense true to itself um when you listen to the other people's podcasts and other people's thoughts um they do put a lot of pressure on the show to be bigger and bigger and bigger and i always try to pull my head back and look at what the show offered me originally you know from episode one up until now it said Okay, Wanda's in this world. We don't quite know what's happening. Let's go on this journey to figure out what's happening in this world together. And that's what the show did. From start to finish, it said, we're going to figure out what's happening together. And each episode, it did that. Um, except for episode seven. <clears throat> uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so so I'd say the the last episode, episode nine, the one that we watched today was was pretty good with wrapping up most of what it set out to do. Um, there were a few things that were a little bit up in the air. Uh, I know I said the bunny. I, I won't say the bunny again. Um, but in terms of, like, uh, Hayward, I'd like to know a little bit more about, you know, who is Hayward? Who was he working for? Why was he so uh, manipulative about getting White Vision online? Because, you know, he he can't just do that by himself, you know? Like, what what's his end game? What's his plan for having white vision to himself? What where is he gonna go with that? Uh, and so I kind of assume that he was either um, possessed by uh, by nightmare or Mephisto, or that he was working with Hydra. You know, but that wasn't really answered. He just seemed like a very corrupt uh, person inside an organ- organization working alone. That's that's what they left us with basically. Um, and I was kind of hoping to have a little bit more. Uh, of an understanding of Evan Peters' character, for them to kind of just say, oh, well, he's just Ralph, uh, and he had a necklace on his neck, and there's no real wrap-up there. I was kind of, you know, not sure about how I felt about that. And lastly, you know, the witness that Wu was looking for, they never really concluded that. So um, I'd say with all that in consideration... um, I'm going to take it to our rate uh, to our rankings. So each episode we rank it. I am going to rank this episode. Whew. I Wait, say, hold on. I'll give this. Ep- <laughs> <laughs> Think about that a little bit more. Think about that a little bit more. If we've got another comment, I will. will will come up to the, the rankings. You, you saved me, man. You saved me. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I gotta get an answer. I gotta get an answer. <laughs> but here we go. Here's the next person. <laughs> Now that we know the Darkhold is involved, um, I think in Doctor Strange, we are headed to some heavy hitters. Uh, we may see Nightmare. We may see Mephisto. We may see, um, uh, what's his name? Um, 
Kathun, Kathun, I can't remember what his name is, but it starts with a C, some funny name. The, uh, the person who gave her her chaos magic. And we will see Agatha again because Agatha is going to have to help her to, um, learn how to be a witch and learn how to properly use the chaos magic. Ah, snap. Shem. 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 (laughs) See, Kurt, Kurt, man, you had someone on your side earlier. Shem. (laughs) My man, Shem. (laughs) Thank you for that, Shem. And Kurtman, thank you for stopping me. Shem, you the man, Shem. You the man. (laughs) Agatha, you're going to come back. You're going to help us with this magic. That's what you're going to do. You're going to drop the magic on us. Uh, but yeah, those heavy hitters you're talking about. Okay, yeah. So, so it does open up the possibility for Nightmare or Mephisto. I'm not too familiar with the person you said that starts with C. Kurtman, do you know who he's referring to? Yeah, so he's he's referring to Cthon. Um So he, um, like Shemless and said, he was uh, he's he deals a lot with uh, the chaos magic. So I I think Shemless is right there. I think that. Introducing characters like Nightmare and Mephisto into a TV show uh, on Disney, I just couldn't see it. I just can't really... Uh, I just it just didn't add up for me. It just wasn't connecting. But certainly for like a Doctor Strange movie. Um, and they've also said that... I think Kev Feige said this was going to be one of the first kind of entries into horror Doctor Strange too, so okay. I, I can yeah. certainly see you know Shem listening to the same there about Mephisto and and uh, Nightmare and Cthon. That that makes more sense to me. Um, so I think and 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 uh, the guy directing this time is is Sam Raimi, who's responsible for a few horror movies himself. So um, I think that's the the kind of direction they could be going. And I think yeah, we, we will see a lot more of the the big hitters and because Agatha has been so brilliant in the show and, you know, people have really taken to her, you know, I've seen her, her, her memes going viral and, you know, her song going viral. Um, they're definitely going to bring her back. There's no way that she, she can't be back. So yeah, I think Dr. Strange too would probably be a, a good avenue for her to, to, to be back. Oh man. I'm, you know, I had no clue that they were going to go such a, a dark route with Dr. Strange too. So you definitely got my interest. I'm super excited to watch because I don't know why I just love a good horror film. So so yeah, seeing Marvel go horror, you know, go to horror. I'm oh, I'd love to see that. So I am stoked. I am excited for that one. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, it still be horror, you know, done by Disney. I'm not sure it's gonna be too too out there, but um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of take they 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 have um on it. So. Um, yeah, I think we got another another comment here, bro. Yep, here we go. I also wouldn't be surprised um, if we get an agents of um, I think it's agents of Atlas, the group that um, that Jimmy Woo was associated with, and uh, we did get the missing person. The missing person was um, was Ralph Ralph Boner. Was Ralph the missing oh. person? It could well be, you know. Could well be that would that would actually make sense. That would tie everything up. Then, if uh, if Shem listens, if if you're correct, then yeah, you just uh, tied up the whole show for us here. 
I, I want to give it to I want to give it to Shem. I want to give it to you, man. But the reason why I, I kind of can't just comfortably give it to you is because when Wu saw Pietro come to Wanda's door, he didn't say, oh, there's my missing person I'm looking for. He looked confused, too. Like, what? <laughs> so that's the only reason why I'm not so quick. But I'd like to give the idea because, I mean, that makes sense. So maybe it was like a, a continuity thing where they didn't think to write it that way for Wu's response when he saw fake Pietro. Uh, but but that would make the most sense, and that would literally wrap up the entire season if that was the case. So, so yeah, no, thank you for that suggestion. Uh, I'm going to lean that direction. I'm, I, I can't fully give it to you. I'll give you half a point for that one. But, yeah, no, that's, that's deep, though. That's deep. <laughs> See, look, you gave me your contentiousness, Kurtman. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so uh, uh, so in terms of your thoughts for this final episode, before you give your, rank, your ranking, what did you feel about this, this whole thing up, to, up until now? Um, I, I, said, I said to you previously that I thought that WandaVision was either going to be like one of the greatest shows ever or it's going to be one of the worst, just depending on, you know, a lot was was hanging on this finale. Um, I don't think it's either. Um, I don't think it was super great and I don't think it was a disappointment, but I think it somehow did manage to find a, a, a happy medium. Um I didn't leave the episode feeling like um, like disappointed or um, like really happy at how it went. So, but I am excited to see what they what they do with Scarlet Witch um, because she has now just placed herself as probably one of the most powerful um, characters in the MCU. So that that certainly is interesting. Um, the finale itself, I thought it was okay. Um, it did try to at least tie up a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that we're not kind of like banging the tape and like, we want answers, we want answers, because the majority of the stuff they did they did try to address. So um, I'm glad for that. But um, yeah, we got another comment, bro. Let's, let's see what people have to say. I want to ask you before we take that comment, because I'm going to forget this thought. In terms of Disney Plus show, you watched Mandalorian, you've watched WandaVision. Do you think that this was just as good, better, or worse than Mandalorian? Mandalorian 2 was awesome. Loved it. Um, the second season, I thought, ramped it up t to another level, and I really, really enjoyed it. Season one was still very good as well. I would put One Division below season one. Um, okay. Not to say that it's bad. Not to say that it's a, a bad show. Just in terms of how much I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed it. I think it would go uh, season two of Mandalorian, season one of Mando, and then and then One Division. Um, but. I still think One Division is a good show in its own right, but yeah, that's 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 the way I, I would rank it at the moment. No, thanks for sharing that, man. Because the reason why I ask is because, in terms of their own original content, uh, I really enjoyed Mandalorian as well. 
Um, I think right out the gate, if you compare in season one to season one, I think that one division was a little bit stronger than Mandalorian, in my opinion. The the reason why I say that, the reason why I say that, is because um, MCU wise, I wasn't really ever feeling Wanda or Vision. I didn't really care much about these characters at all. And then for them to come in and do such a weird approach, and then have it kind of pay off the way that it paid off. I thought it was very impressive because I'm fully now invested into these two characters, whereas before, I really honestly didn't care <laughs> care less about them. Uh, now, if Bentley and, and, and Olsen is listening, I always liked you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so, so I wasn't really that invested in them. But after watching this, I feel like they did such a good job with these characters that they actually gave them a good platform to stand on, and I could see that their careers will be... Um, forever changed by it and the reason why i say that is because when you're looking at a show it's it's going to take time for that quality to be consistent and for you to have that that um that type of expectation that's going to be met every time uh, netflix did a brilliant job with daredevil fantastic job netflix is in a league of its own because they had time to get the formula right Disney's going to have some major work to do to catch up to you know daredevil from netflix because that was just I don't know who else can you know touch that. That's fantastic. Um, so I would say uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I feel what you're saying, but I think that uh, they did a, a really good job. It's not genius level. So to be fair to what you're saying, it's not genius. It's not an absolute genius level. But I'd say it's definitely better than good. It's not good, yeah. but it's better than good. If there's a word better than good, but less than great, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, hundred percent, right. man. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, yeah. So yeah, let, let's go ahead and take that comment now. You know, um, the more I think about it, the dark hole opens up a whole door, man. Um, the dark hole opens up the uh, um, vampires because uh, we know we got Blade coming pretty soon. I'm hoping we get the Midnight Suns uh, once again because of the dark hole. And um, now that we know and, and we see at the end there uh, that that that, um, that 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 scene at the end that Wanda is a Nexus Bean, uh, I think we're going to get Swamp Thing too. Oh snap! Oh snap! The the point Chad Listen make there about Blade, I think it's a pretty awesome point. Like, um, yeah, it does open up the. The, the door for other beings um, that we haven't seen in the MCU so far. So that that's certainly um, that's certainly cool. I think I think, however, that Swamp Thing is a DC uh, creation because I, yeah, I, um, I think that's where I think they've already done they've done a show on Amazon. I think that they only did like a, a one season and out show of uh, Swamp Thing, but um, certainly like. Um, the stuff that Shem Lessons uh, was mentioning there, yeah, I think the the possibilities are endless. So yeah, definitely agree with that. Uh, definitely. So once again, when it's all said and done, what would you rank this episode? I think it was a good episode. I think it was. It tied everything up in the whole. I'm very disappointed with what they did with Quicksilver and um, Pietro. That was probably the biggest disappointment for me. 
Um, I would say, but I would say it with a seven. Uh, for me, it gets another half point because I got to see Scarlet Witch in her full costume and she looked awesome. So for me, seven and a half. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and if also you guys want to join in as well for the for the ranking, please feel free. I'm gonna have to say, I liked how the the episode didn't crumble to the pressure of the whole season, and I think it did a fairly decent job of answering uh, the bigger questions. Uh, and I liked how it just got right into the show instead of having this big fluff before the fight scene. So I'm gonna have to say, I would give this episode. Ooh, I'm teetering. I'm teetering. I'm gonna give. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna give it an eight. Absolute eight. Okay. Yeah. I was. I was leaning hard on the seven and a half, but you know when I saw how much stuff they actually squeezed into this episode, they made it a little bit longer. Um, Shem listens made some good point about the the very last end credit scene. How they snuck in a lot of uh, possibilities there with the uh, with the you know alternate universe type thing. I was, I, you know, I I have to give it the that half point to make it the full eight. Um, some things I, I could take and leave, um, but I think overall I'm very pleased with it. So eight chili dogs. No, we're not going to go chili dogs. We're going to stick with nachos. Eight nachos for this eight puppy nachos. here. Eight nachos. Speaking of nachos, if you ever get a chance and you're walking down the store and you have a great taste for something amazing to be on your tongue. Doritos is where you want to go. You know, you got chili, you got chili wave, you got you got the red, you got the blue, you got the yellow, you got the different colors, you got the barbecue. I don't know if they barbecue, but Doritos is fantastic. Are we sponsored by them? Not yet. No. <laughs> if you know someone that is connected to Doritos, let them hear this podcast. Let them hear this advertisement because all I know is that when I'm having my nachos, when I'm having my walking tacos, the crisp that I want to have in there, the chip for my American peeps, is I want to have Doritos. <laughs> uh, and with that being said, uh, we have a few big things coming up that we're going to be reviewing very soon. Um, in case you guys have been living underneath the rock, we have the Snyder Cut coming out oh so soon. It's like just over a week and a half away, right? For the Snyder Cut? Yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know how I'm going to get the time to watch all four plus hours of it, but I'm going to have to find a way to to do that. But um, yeah, no, we'll we'll see we'll see what uh, what's coming in. You know, um, if you guys want to, if you guys that are listening want to check us out, um, we have our own Instagram page. We've got a Facebook page, uh, Twitter, um, Spotify, Anchor. Um, we're 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 out there. So, um, Halo, do you want to give us some details, and then we'll we'll hear the 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 last comment here. Yeah. So, like Kurtman said, we are on quite a few different um, social media platforms. Uh, you can find us at Scene Screen One Thirteen on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Right here on Stereo, you can listen to us here live. We're on Spotify, and we're also on Anchor. We also have created a super 
community called Super Scene 113 on Facebook where you can share your thoughts, your predictions, and your favorite scenes. So if you are on Facebook and you want to join in the community, go ahead and look for Super Scene 113 and you can share your thoughts, your predictions, and your favorite scenes there. So, Kurtman, thank you very much. We're going to play this last comment and we're going to be on our way. I apologize. Um, I misspoke. I said Swamp Thing. I meant Man Thing. Man-Thing is the guardian of the nexus of realities. Okay. No, that's a good show. Yeah, I think um, the the possibility of Man-Thing coming in is stronger. So I think think because we're going into the multiverse um, with Doctor Strange, I feel like there are any number of characters that could now pop up, um, which is going to make... The, the Doctor Strange 2 a very interesting film potentially um, so yeah it'll be, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of direction they go with that yeah no alright I'll be honest I have not heard of Man-Thing until uh, until this show because I heard people talking about Man-Thing leading up into this so yeah I'm very curious to see what that whole background story is going to be on him because it's refreshing to get some heroes that you don't hear a lot about in the mainstream, in my opinion. Uh, or maybe I'm the one that's living underneath a rock. But yeah, so once again, we'd love for you guys to follow us and to join our community. Uh, if you want to hear a, an edited version of our podcast, it is going to be on Spotify and on Anchor. Uh, we have some previous episodes that we have done up until this point and we'd love for you guys to give that a listen as well you can see how uh accurate <laughs> mostly wrong we have been this entire time uh and joining the fun and, and like i said we're gonna be um, reviewing some other upcoming shows like falcon and winter soldier as well uh we have godzilla versus kong coming up and so please stay tuned keep your ears to the ground for what we're doing next and we'd love to have you guys you know shem daniel stark grace we'd love to have you guys come and comment again on our future shows i am halo and this is cutman and remember we could do this all day